Alright, listen up. If you're not happy with the way your site's performing, give me a call. Or you can just check out uh, my free webinar, Why All E-Commerce Sites Fail. Uh, it's at nadimo.com slash free. N-A-D-I-M-O dot com slash free for the free webinar. Check it out now. Enjoy the show. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey everyone, thanks for joining today's show with your host, Brandon Mosco, of course, and today I'm excited. We have Jason Chan on the line. He's from uh, Rakuten. He's the VP of Sales there at the Rakuten Super Logistics side of the business. Um, and we're going to be talking a lot about uh, fulfillment um, and a lot of ways that you can benefit from outsourcing that, that end of your business. So thanks for joining us today, Jason. Thank you for having me. Greetings from sunny Las Vegas. Uh, I've been there a few times, um, every time on a conference, so I had to behave myself. But uh, it's quite a conference town, that's for sure. Uh, don't ask, don't tell. I won't ask you any questions about it, and it didn't happen. All right. <laughs> but that said, <laughs> I do want to ask a lot of questions, and I do want you to tell uh, a lot of stuff. So <laughs> on that topic, um, why don't I let you just introduce yourself a little bit more and uh, give a bit more of a background on, on Rakuten, Super Logistics, and that sort of thing. Absolutely. So as you said, yeah, my name is Jason Chan. I'm the VP of Sales and Marketing over at uh, Rakuten Super Logistics. And like many of your listeners, our company started about 20 years ago uh, just as a small mom and pop business. And, uh, you know, at that time, they built up to four warehouses. Uh, Rakuten ended up buying that company. It used to be called Webgistics and, uh, about five years ago. And now it's been a matter of scaling, scaling, scaling. Uh, so we've gone from that originally four warehouses uh, now up to our 15 and probably give us another two to three years and we'll probably be in the 25 warehouse range. Uh, so we're very much on a growth trajectory, much like the industry. I mean, obviously, uh, online shopping's not going anywhere. Uh, the COVID, COVID-19 obviously shown us, you know, the resilience of, of the networks and, uh, how much people are reliant on online shopping. So the fulfillment business is here. Uh, logistics in general has been here for hundreds of years. Uh, but we're just trying to make it easier, uh, for e-commerce sellers really to focus on their business. Uh, you know, you got in the business to sell, market, make money. And, uh, but most people don't say the first thing they want to do is optimize their shipping or warehouse locations or any of that. And, uh, so instead of trying to be a jack of all trades, we say, you know what? Become masters in sales marketing your product. Outsource the fulfillment to us and let us handle it. Uh, we do it every day, literally with millions of packages a year. So just happy to share that expertise, uh, in this industry. That's, uh, kind of interesting. What you just said is because I'm a fan of outsourcing, um, different entities of your business, especially in the e-commerce world, um, and pretty much what you've just said is what I really stand behind, and that is, I'd be honest with you, outsource everything except for your sales and marketing, um, and, and really just hammer that side of your business down. Now, that said, I mean, I, I will retract my statement slightly and say 
customer service has to be big on your list. Um, but that said, we are talking about uh, fulfillment. Um, and so I would love it if you could kind of, you know, obviously that's what you do. Um, and we talked before the show a little bit about, you know, having, you know, in order to compete with Amazon's same day shipping and those types of things, what, you, what um, the, I guess what the store owners and, and uh, sites need to do um, from a logistics perspective. And so I was hoping you could kind of share a little bit more of that with us. Yeah, I mean, you've got to give credit where credit's due. And you got to think, you know, what, five years ago, uh, everyone was really impressed, you know, when, once uh, Amazon was really pushing the two-day prime. And now we've just become more and more impatient. You know, now we're wanting next day, if not same-day delivery. And the only way to do that is literally just to minimize that distance. And, of course, by minimizing distance, you minimize cost because uh, you have less fuel cost, less drive time, et cetera. Um, so one of the big benefits of using a, a good size 3PL is that they've got locations that are closer to your end user. So, you know, in the, in the past, you know, we're based in Las Vegas. That's where our headquarters is. And, you know, I'm basically a day ground to LA. But if you want it same day LA, that means you've got to be in LA. Uh, which, which is why you're seeing such growth in our network and, and our competitors because, uh, you know, to deliver in LA the same day, you've got to be in LA. Uh, because we know that your clients, as soon as they hit, uh, buy, uh, the sooner they get it, the less chance there is for an order cancellation or return. Uh, it also gives them that instant gratification uh, that they're getting, especially if you're, you have some sort of like impulse buy product. Uh, you know, the faster they have it in their hands, they already take uh, kind of an ownership and and uh, a, a build that bond or tie with your product. So much less chance of, you know, any chargebacks, et cetera, uh, from, from that order or the returns. So, but... Yeah, between the range of locations, between a great client service experience, and then the last thing I'd probably add to that really is the cost savings. Uh, at the end yeah. of the day, we ship more packages uh, than than most, obviously, one. But two, especially against any single e-commerce retailer, uh, if you happen to be shipping on your own or if you're with a smaller 3PL. And, you know, due to our volume, we're actually able to go to those carriers, the UPSs, FedEx, USPS of the world, uh, and negotiate on your behalf, and we pass those savings on to you. So we really think we've got this great trifecta of a great network uh, that allows you to scale your business, that allows you to save money, and ensure a great uh, client experience the entire time. So it's, it's, it's a great business to be in. It's a, a, great, uh, a great time to be in this business. Well, one of the things that I find in, the, in this industry is uh, a lot of people, companies out there, um, don't necessarily have the infrastructure in place for the fulfillment uh, via online. And so uh, it's kind of interesting because they may have stores in multiple locations throughout many of the different cities, but they don't have that product necessarily in that store. Um, and that said, those, those stores shouldn't be fulfilling orders. Um, I mean, unless going to be the omni the omni channel approach where they're picking buying online and picking up in store but um, we're not talking about that i'm talking more specifically if i for example want to order something online um, and i make that purchase and then i have to wait multiple days when i'm thinking well i could have just went down to the store to pick it up or to buy it there um, you know you just start to they don't have that infrastructure in place and so yeah. if you have if you're able to, you know, basically tie into an existing uh, infrastructure logistically, then you, you're looking at so much better fulfillment rates. And, and you also talked about the impulse buys. Um, 
And that's one of the reasons in e-commerce that you have such a high card abandonment rate to begin with is because a lot of people have that impulse, they put it in their cart and then they just can't quite pull the trigger. Um, and then there's all this effort now in the development perspective of things where I see it uh, is people putting all the effort into getting increasing those conversion rates and so they're working so hard on getting that conversion rate up which includes getting those people to make those impulse purchases a little more often but what happens is if if you don't have the uh, the components in place as we've talked about and what ends up happening is you lose those impulse buys yet again because they haven't they cancel that order right away because they didn't quite you know once they placed it they have that second thought and they don't want it anymore or that sort of thing whereas if you can get that same day or even next day delivery um, at a reasonable rate because that's the other side of, of e-commerce is trying to keep those shipping costs down um, then next thing you know you end up in a situation where you're you're meeting or exceeding that customer's expectations. You're taking on, and you're actually, you're actually um, hitting the nail on the head on getting that impulse purchase made online, and then fulfilling that order in time to keep that impulse purchase, uh, that momentum going. And then Absolutely. they get that product in their hands. They're excited about it. Um, and they haven't started second guessing themselves or anything like that, which that's the last thing you want as a seller online is to have somebody have buyer's remorse. Because the second buyer's remorse sets in, the whole experience is impacted in a negative way. And I always suggest we integrate with, with a service like yours. Now, that said, actually, that leads me to another question. Um, when there integration, um, and, and what type, how does all that look from, a, from the perspective of the, the store itself? Like, do you have uh, open APIs that tie into your, um, their website or do they have, do you have a backend that they're able to track their, their uh, packages? Or how does that side of things look? We have both. Yeah. So uh, we integrate with all major marketplaces. So the Amazons, Marketplace, eBay, uh, and then as well as the shopping carts. So whether you're using Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento, something like that, mm-hmm. um, as well as if you might have a third party, uh, you know, uh, you know, sort of OMS, you know, whether it's a ship stations and tail, et cetera. Uh, we also have the open API, which you're able to, you know, send the orders to us that way. Uh, we really try to keep that door as open as possible. So as long as the order comes into a way that we can read it and know that we're supposed to ship out widget A, widget B, widget C, yep. uh, then we're happy to handle it for you. Uh, whichever system you use, we really try to cater to that. And then if it's something, you know, kind of custom or whatnot, uh, that's what we have the API for. Right so, uh, usually integration isn't our problem. And, you know, we can do it. A, a quick integration for us is probably a week. Uh, really, we like to say more like 30 days. And really, that has to move more with just the motivation of the client as opposed to us. I mean, we do integrations yeah. every day. Uh, it's whether, you know, can you get your inventory to us in time? Are there any manufacturer delays? Uh, is your programmer or whoever handles your store, you know, available or on vacation? And uh, that's actually probably one of the funniest things about our business in that, you know, a lot of our clients have been doing it on their own. They figured out some widget and, you know, hit the hit the jackpot. And uh, unfortunately, they couldn't go on vacation because they're having to pack boxes. They're having to track inventory. And so when they sign with us, they're so excited that they finally go take their first vacation. 
before doing the integration. And you've got to do the integration. You got to do the integration first, uh, and then we'll take over. But uh, you know, any delays that happen really is dependent on the merchant because otherwise, our system's pretty cut and dry. It's you know, do you have your logins? Do you have your SKUs, et cetera? And as long as we're reading the data properly, uh, it's just a widget to us. We don't know whether it's socks versus underwear versus uh, you know, bear food for all we care. Right. It's uh, it's just a product going in a box and get shipped out. Right. You make it sound so simple. Just the product going in a box and shipping out. <laughs> that's that's what we try to make it. I mean, literally that that's how you're able to build this at scale and mm-hmm. you know to do it in a. The other thing is, if you visited any of our 15 facilities, they're the same. Um, such that if unfortunately if someone were to get sick in one facility. No problem. We have enough labor that we can actually transfer employees between warehouses and they can hit the ground running because there's no learning curve. They already right. know the setup. They know where the, where the supplies are. Um, and so our business is very much built on, you know, efficiency and scale. Mm-hmm. And which is why our warehouses uh, all around the country are generally the same size. Oh, that's fantastic. Actually, I'm just going to, I'm going to use a couple examples in the retail world uh, just to help listeners kind of put that in perspective to, to some things as well and um, I guess a couple things is you know I used to work retail many many years ago but I could go from one store location to another store location to fill in for somebody if they were short on staff or what have you because the back stock room looked the same so if I needed to get a pair of size 12s for uh, Michael Jordan size 12s for somebody I knew exactly where those were going to be because each of the back floors, like the back rooms looked the same and they were all laid out the same. Uh, so it was really simple to do your job from one store to the other. And it's also from a, you know, from a, a customer's perspective, it's, it's similar to walking into any Costco. Uh, Costco has tried to, tried to, and I think they've deviated from this a little bit over time, but initially when they started anyway, every store looked the same. The layout was the same, um, and that's how Costco scaled their business as well. Um, and so I think it's interesting to hear it from the, from the logistics side that all of your locations are laid out the same uh, and that sort of thing because it's, it's absolutely imperative that things be the same when you're going to scale. Um, as much as I talk about sale, scale, I should also mention that we also able to do some customization. So, you know, if you've got custom packaging or, you know, a lot of our subscription box customers, you know, have a special mm-hmm. box, special tissue paper. Um, again, we're still trying to always do it at scale so that it's repeatable and that anyone in any warehouse could do it. Right. Uh, but we are still able, you know, we're a machine. We are absolutely able to incorporate some of those changes if you like them. So that's another thing to look for in your 3PL provider if they've got that flexibility. That was actually my next question for you was on the customization side of things. If you had custom boxes or you had like what level of customization do you go to? Like if they have a specific, you know, like a set letter that they want to have included in each of their packages. But the, it always comes down to cost. Like all right. things, it boils down to money. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, we had one client, it was a very expensive perfume that literally used six different types of paper. Right. Uh, you know, as a silk paper with a crinkle paper with an additional paper and a note from the CEO. So, yep. you know, as a e-commerce retailer merchant, you know, inevitably when you're looking at the bottom line, uh, most likely you're trying to cut down that as much as possible. So, yeah. you know, the typical customization we'll do, we, we will do a lot of custom boxes. 
uh, maybe one layer of tissue paper, but that mm-hmm. six different types of paper was an extreme. So I mentioned it just because we're capable of doing it, but uh, it also depends on what type of product you have. You have a $200 product uh, and you spend, you know, it's called $10 on fulfillment or whatever it is. Uh, that's much different than a $20 item where you just don't have that margin to get. So exactly. you just have to be smart about managing your business and your product. Yeah, no, and I think that's an excellent example because, uh, I mean, there are high-end products that, you know, maybe their margins are, are fairly significant, and they're going to put some of that margin into their the way it's going to look when it arrives at their door, where they may not have that same affordability to be able to do that, and so they have to keep things simpler, and then in those cases, they're just using the standard fulfillment process, so, yeah. Yeah. And I will say one other thing that people appreciate about our service is we're really behind the scenes. You know, if we were if we were working for a Brandon's T-shirt, for instance, no one would have any idea that it came from a racked in warehouse. Uh, you know, the packing slip, et cetera, would look as if it was from, you know, Brandon's T-shirts uh, as opposed to racked in. Uh, the boxes are unbranded. It's all meant to be, you know, really a third party experience so that no one's coming to us or knows that racked in is even uh, contracted to handle your fulfillment for you. So I like to think of us as kind of like elves in the background. <laughs> right on. I just was wondering if you had any final thoughts and things that I haven't allowed you the opportunity to, to talk about. Um, and also then we'll just end with some final words of wisdom. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, one of our biggest selling points, or at least initially, and don't even think of it as a selling point, is we're experts in this. We've been in it 20 years. So we know pick, pack, and ship and e-commerce fulfillment. Uh, soup to nuts. Uh, further, we also have a freight department, so we'll help you with bringing the your product all the way from the manufacturer, usually overseas, uh, into the states, and then trucking it across the country, whatever warehouse it needs to be. Right. Uh, the next problem people usually have in that is knowing which warehouses to use, uh, mm-hmm. which is why, whether you're a customer or not, we're happy to do a free shipping analysis. Uh, give us three months of data. Show us where your clients are at. Scrub the names. We don't need. We're not trying. We're not competing against you. We don't need to know who your clients are. We need to know the zip codes and what you're shipping. And we'll do a free shipping analysis, in which we're able to show you, one, where your clients are at, two, where you should be located, and three, ideally, some savings that we can show you by being a part of our network. So uh, feel free to go on our website, racketonsl.com, uh, fill out the quote form, and a member of my team uh, will get right back to you. Uh, happy to do that quoting process and uh, that shipping analysis absolutely free. We know that you were an extension of your brand, and for you to outsource your fulfillment, uh, we really are representing you. So we take that responsibility uh, to a high, high degree, and as, as, as a result, we obviously don't want to mess that up. So we stand behind that. We're serious, and uh, we're really excited about the prospects overall for the e-commerce industry. So yeah. just wanted to thank you again, Brandon, for letting me uh, share a little about this, com- this company. And uh, if there's any questions, whether it's about Rackson or not, I'm happy to field them from your listeners uh, about it. Uh, it's not actually, a hard sell at all. Yeah. No, I actually have two questions that hey, came man. up from the last uh, comment there. Um, one is is a simple one, and you, t- you mentioned Brandon's T-shirts as an example. Um, so then my first question there is, is do you have minimums and 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 uh, in your case, it sounds like you don't have a maximum, but do you have a minimum size? Um, like monthly order sizes and, and fulfillment obligations. Yeah. So the gist of it is, is we're, we're in the business of shipping and not storage. So as long as you're shipping, uh, we'd be very interested in talking to you. Uh, it's kind of a floor. I'm thinking kind of 500 a month is a nice place to start. 
but uh, we've taken some startups with, you know, no, no shipping. Uh, as long as we think that there's a reasonable uh, reason that you're going to be able to build a market for yourself and actually get product shipping, right. uh, then, you know, I'm in a position to take a lot of chances on these. Uh, but inevitably, you know, be in my shoes. We're, we're knowing that we're in the business and the way we make money is shipping product, uh, not, not real estate and just storing it. Uh, right. That's really what we're trying to look at. I mean, from an entrepreneur's perspective and that sort of thing, I mean, I'll be honest, you don't want to be holding on inventory anyway. You want that of inventory course. moving, and the quicker it moves, the better your cash flow is. So, Absolutely. I mean, from every perspective, you don't want to sit on inventory, and neither do you guys want to be sitting on that inventory. So, I mean, that's the whole goal in e-commerce is to keep the product moving. Um and then my other question was, I've I have I've had some clients in the past and customers of my own, as well as people I've talked to in the industry that, you know, find that they can find some uh, cost savings from from you know maybe changing their packaging sizes and the box sizes that they're putting their products in and those types of things. Is that an area that you you help these companies with at all? Yeah, that's free advice. So if we notice, obviously, it's something uh, we have a video game client that does a lot of uh, swag. So think T-shirts as well as like uh, stuffed animals, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they were very big on trying to ship the stuffed animal in, its, in a full box that fit it. But unfortunately, of course, it dims out. So we all right. know stuffed animals are very light, but they're big. Um, so we showed them actually basically how to vacuum pack that uh, the stuffed animal to fit it in a much smaller pouch. And right. we're able to eliminate the box altogether, put in a poly, save them a ton of money. Um, and they're happy. Uh, the clients are still happy. You know, as soon as it comes out of the vacuum, uh, it, mm. it pops right back into space. Uh, yep. but that's, that's the kind of stuff that you just need to know by being in the industry, exactly. knowing what will dim out, knowing how to repackage. Perhaps there's a different packing material we use. Uh, but again, we buy, you know, literally millions of poly bags, millions of boxes. Uh, we know this stuff uh, day in and day out. If we see something that's not right, uh, we'll advise it to you. But at the end of the day, you're the client and we'll do what you wish. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, the truth is, like we said at the very beginning, is outsource the side of things that you don't know and focus on what you're good at. And that is, you know, promoting and selling your product. And so this is one of the many reasons and that's why I asked that question is because it's not something someone thinks about necessarily they're like well I'll just put it in the standard box size that FedEx wants and I'll ship it out and then they find out that selling a $20 item carries a $20 shipping charge and now all of a sudden they can't sell it uh, whereas if they had you know if they looked at it as a different perspective or through the eyes of a professional who's shipped millions and millions of product they might have had a different solution for Absolutely. Our business is built on volume. So it's not trying to, you know, make a bunch of money on per package. Uh, we want you to have the best price on shipping, best price on packing material, et cetera, and to ship a bunch of them for you. That That's what keeps our teams busy. That's what helps pay the rent of the facilities, et cetera. Um, so it's not a matter of, you know, trying to charge you as much as possible per package. It's trying to do a bunch of packages with a little bit of margin, uh, keep the facilities going and continue to grow that footprint. Right on. Well, thanks, Jason. In uh, in parting words, I always like to ask someone if they have any final words of wisdom for anybody out there. Final words of wisdom. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, especially in this time, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are scared. 
and uh, and rightfully so. Uh, you know, a health epidemic or pandemic obviously is a scary thing. Uh, what I can tell you is that our phones are ringing off the hook. We are busier than, you know, we've ever been, at least in recent memory. Uh, there's opportunity everywhere. And as long as you continue to wake up, brush your teeth, uh, you know, pick up the phone and keep going, you'll find other people wanting to answer that phone and uh, make business happen. And uh, we're in the e-commerce sense, you know, putting that listing up, you're going to continue to see people buying. And so despite everything that's going on, you've got to stay optimistic. And uh, you've got to choose partners that can ensure that you have business continuity, even when funny stuff like this happens, uh, which is why so many of our clients, even if they're hunkered down at their houses, still are, con are still continuing to ship tons of product. Uh, so we're very confident, one, about the prospects of e-commerce to the prospects of being able to outsource uh, this element, you know, from your clients uh, to a provider like us. And three, you know, just uh, what an amazing world we live in. You know, I think 20 years ago, uh, your job and my job, you know, we're, we're in their infancy and look at how sophisticated it's become. And uh, you look at another five, 10, 15 years in the future. Whoa. You know, yeah. what is it going to become? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've uh, had that conversation a few times and I get a little bit way out there, but anyhow. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for your thoughts and, um, and your positive uh, words of wisdom. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the time, Brad. Appreciate it. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.